So we want to talk about the art of getting along because um, I've been looking at studying the life and the ministry of Jesus um, recently and I've been amazed at how well he gets along with people. Um, people felt at ease in his presence. People felt at home with him. People felt that they could be real when with him. People were open. People were transparent when talking with him. And people knew that they were accepted and loved by him. And he's our example. And so we could study his life and realize there's some things we need to learn about the art of getting along with other people. Uh, he had a way, it seems, and maybe I'm reading it into the scripture, of helping people relax and be themselves when in his presence. And so people were attracted to him, drawn to him. Uh, he engaged them. Uh, he captivated them. And he fascinated them. And the other thing to note about Jesus was it didn't matter who you were. The blind man who the disciples discouraged from coming to Jesus and sent him away, the prostitute at the well of Sychar, Mary the demon-possessed prostitute, prostitute who anointed his feet with oil, the tax collector sitting up in the tree who was Zacchaeus, the leper who came and asked to be healed, the Roman centurion who was not a believer but believed in the fact that he could heal, the demon-possessed man in the Gadarenes, the paralytic who had lost all hope and laid by the side of the pool, Peter who doubted and then denied him three times, the rich young ruler who walked away, the many children he encountered who ran towards him, the friends that he had, Mary, Martha, and Lazarus, the thief on the cross, Judas who betrayed him. When you begin to look at the people he's relating to and don't just read the scriptures as words, but look at it as life, his life, you realize that he was simply so attractive that he was able to welcome and get along with everybody who came to him. Absolutely everybody. And that wasn't just because he was God, because he was fully human as well. So, so I'd want to share about how we can be like Jesus and be at ease and approachable with each and every person whom we encounter, regardless of who they are, what they have or have not done. So that's why I'm calling it the art of getting along. Um, you can call it something else if you want. We could call it the approachable principle or the approachability principle. But the com concept is how do we become approachable? We talked about being safe. We talked about you know, being able to build trust and respect. So how do we become approachable? And here's what I really want to be communicating. And you could, there's two sentences I want you to remember, if nothing else. Being at ease with ourselves helps other people be at ease with us. So if you know who you are and you're comfortable with who you are, even though that's not your final destination of who you're going to be, if you're at ease with yourself, that helps others to be at ease with us. If we're uptight about who we are or how we're expressing that person right now, then we're not going to be approachable to other people because we're not going to put other people at ease. There are certain people in my life that when I get up to near them and in my travels, I get nervous. It's like they're nervous, so I'm nervous. They're not at ease with who they are, so I'm not at ease when I'm with them. And I stumble over my words, which is something I never do with anybody else. Um, so we need to know how to be at ease so that, and other people 
will be able to be at ease with us. The second sentence that is really important, you can't give any greater gift to another person than putting them at ease. If you can make people comfortable in your presence, put them in, putting them at ease, then that is a gift very few people have. So, yeah, we can give no greater gift to another person than putting them at ease. In other words, live in such a way that people can relax when they're around you. Okay. Now, there's a lady who had an amazing career in broadcasting. Right now, she's struggling with Alzheimer's. But the quality that made her so successful was approachability. Um, she started in small, small television stations, doing small things, not even on air, just writing script for other people. Then she became a newscaster, and then she went on to some of the talk shows. She eventually founded The View, which is a television program that still runs. She was a major part of 2020, um, and she was part of NBC and then ABC. Uh, in the years after she became successful in her chosen field, she was paid $12, $12 million a year. Let me work that out for you. That's a million dollars a month for broadcasting three programs a month. And people could come sit on her program and talk to her just about anything because she was approachable. That was her selling feature, she was approachable. The producer of her many television specials that ran for more than 20 years, this is what he said, she has a way that has matured over the years of getting people to say things on air that they never thought they were going to say. She put people at ease. She even wrote a book called How to Talk with Practically Anybody About Practically Anything. So she was a master at the art of getting people getting along with people. She was approachable. She put people at ease. And you would know her as Barbara Walters. Um, it's sad to say that people miss many opportunities for connections and for the chance to build deeper relationships because they don't make themselves approachable. I've used a phrase there on purpose, make yourself approachable, because nobody by nature is naturally approachable. We have to make ourselves approachable. Approachability has little to do with other people's boldness or timidity. Because what we've done in our head is we've thought, if they're bold, then they're going to approach you. And if they're timid, they're not going to approach you. So it's their problem, not yours. But it's not true. Anybody who is approachable, who presents themselves in a way that sets people at ease, people who are even timid will approach them. Mm -hmm. So it's something we can make ourselves be. So what it has to do with is how do we conduct ourselves and what messages are we sending out by the way we live, the way we speak, our attitude, our approach to people, and our approach to life. So in other words, we can, be, we can learn to be approachable. Right? Okay, good. In 1976, I got saved. In 1976, I read an article out of the Alberta Civil Service Association News. They used to produce, actually, a newspaper. 
I want to read you the article. It's not long. Sooner or later, a man, if he is wise, discovers that life is a mixture of good days and bad, victory and defeat, give and take. He learns that it doesn't pay to be a too sensitive soul, that he should let some things go over his head like water off a duck's back. He learns that he who loses his temper usually loses out, that all men have burnt toast for breakfast now and then, and that he shouldn't take the other fellow's grouch too seriously. He learns that carrying a chip on his shoulder is the easiest way to get into trouble, that the quickest way to become unpopular is to carry tales of gossip about others, that buck passing always turns out to be a boomerang, that it doesn't matter so much who gets the credit so long as the job gets done. He also learns that most others are as ambitious as he is, that they have brains as good or better, that hard work, not cleverness, is the secret of success. He learns that no man ever gets to first base alone, and that it is only through cooperative effort that we move on to better things. He realizes, in short, that the art of getting along depends about 98% on his own behavior towards others. And that's where this teaching comes from. That 98% is teachable, learnable. We can actually learn how to get along with one another. So if you want to make yourself agreeable and approachable to others, you need to put them at ease and you need to learn how to do that. And so how do you put people at ease? And I'm going to give you a number of points. And these are from the observation of the life and the ministry of Jesus. So I'm not going to quote a lot of scripture, but these are the characteristics I see exhibited in the life of Jesus, in the ministry of Jesus, that made him approachable. Number one, he had personal warmth. He truly liked people, and you can't fake that. Jesus was someone who loved people and liked to be with them, and they knew it. He was warm, and he's welcoming all who came to him. So for you and I to be agreeable and approachable, we need to truly like people. We need to like being with people. We need to like talking with, not talking to people, because too often we talk to people, not talk with them. You can always tell when somebody doesn't like people. And you can feel when individuals genuinely care for people. You know the difference. Someone wrote, kindness is a language the dumb can speak and the deaf can hear and understand. So we need to have personal warmth. Um, I'm an introvert, that's difficult because by nature people look at an introvert and think they're distant, they're detached, they're cold, and they're un uncaring. No, we're just introverts. So if you're an introvert, sorry, you have to overcome yourself, get over yourself, and change. There's that old Peanuts comic strip in which Charlie Brown says, I love mankind, it's people I can't stand. <laughs> or my comment out of John 3.16, God so loved the world, people, eh, not sure yet, but the world's good. To be approachable is not enough to love people in theory. All of the way Jesus loved people was always practical and evident at all times. So we need genuine warmth towards the people we encounter and we meet. So what does that mean for us? That means we need to engage with them, embrace them, 
listen intently to what they're saying, uh, listen intently to what they're not saying, and respond to them from your heart. In other words, we cannot live our lives on the surface. And people, if you don't live your life on the surface, people will notice. Because 99.9% .9 of the people in the world live their lives on the surface. There's no depth to them, and there's no depth to their relationships. And so as soon as you become warm and welcoming and approachable, you will stand out as being different. Second point. We need to have appreciation for the differences in people. We need, like Jesus, to come to the place where we appreciate people for who they are, not what they have to offer. Can you say that again? Yeah, we need to have appreciation for the differences in people. We're different. Uh, and I was trying to think of all the ways you could say that. So you could pick up, you know, you're either a melancholic, a choleric, a sanguine, or a phlegmatic. You're an introvert or you're an extrovert. You go down the 32 or 38 uh, ones from Myers-Briggs. We're all built and wired differently. But we need to understand that God makes us all different and unique. And it's always acceptable to be different and unique. It's good. And Jesus treated every person exactly the same, regardless of who they were, what they'd done, what they hadn't done. So when you appreciate the differences in others and commenting to them about the differences, it'll make you more likable, more approachable, and easier to get along with. So others will notice that you're at ease with them and they will find you more approachable. But for the, you to be, for them to notice you are at ease with them, you have to be at ease with yourself. That means you have to know yourself, therefore you can accept the fact that they are different and that's not a threat to you. So you need to appreciate people's differences. Number three, this is the hard one. You have to have a consistency in your mood. I don't see Jesus having up days and down days, good hours and bad hours. Uh, as you read the scripture, Jesus is consistent in how he acts towards others, regardless of what's happening in his life. And I'm sure, because he was a human being, not just God, that he had good and not so good days, but he was consistent. And mm, sometimes we're not. Um, have you ever worked with or lived with someone whose moods are up and down all the time? <clears throat> have we? I bet you we have. And so every day you have to figure out, is it a good day or is it a bad day? Is it a day I can approach them and talk about something or is it a day I shouldn't approach them and talk about something? And so it's like walking on eggshells around them and you never know what you're going to be facing each day. That person is not approachable. That person has no consistency in their moods, and that's not a person who would set everybody else at ease. Approachable people display a consistency of mood. In other words, what you see is what you get, but what you see is what you always get, and it's exactly the same every time. So they're predictable. They're basically the same every time you see them. That's a hard one. Because 
stress gets to us, and busyness gets to us. All right, number four is harder um, for me sometimes. Sensitivity towards people's feelings. So suck it up, princess, doesn't work. Mm, no, can't do that one. Who are you talking to? <laughs> <laughs> I have They're been, too scared to say it back. I have, I have been corrected a number of times when I have said from the pulpit, oh, suck it up and get over it. Um, I still believe that, but you have to word it differently. Could you just, yeah, sure. Nice. You have to have sensitivity, <laughs> sensitivity towards people's feelings. No, they're not irrelevant. They're how the world runs. I'm amazed when I read the scriptures how sensitive Jesus was towards people's feelings. And the one that really caught my attention was, and you all know the stories, but the woman who got caught in adultery and they round circle her around and they're about to stone her to death. Jesus was so sensitive towards that woman. So who's condemning you, woman? And she says, no one. And he says, well, I don't either. He was, you know, because he could have. He was without sin. He was just... Uh. So approachable people don't have moods. They are emotionally steady. They're consistent in their moods. But you can't expect other people to be that way. And so you're going to find out that most of the world is up one day and down the next, and you can't be. But you have to accept the fact that they can be, and they are. And that's what's going to make you stand out different than them. Okay, so consequently, we need to tune in to other people's feelings when we're talking to them and adjust how we're talking and what we're saying so that we can relate to them, whether it's a bad day for them or a good day for them. So here's what I'm saying. The captain of a sailboat tests the winds and adjusts the sails according to the current conditions in order to get where he desires to go. So you have to have consistent mood. That was point number three. But then when you're talking to somebody else, you have to test the wind. You have to be sensitive to how that person's feeling and where they're going in their feelings today and then adjust your sails to speak with them so that you actually get to engage with them and not just turn them off. So we need to be sensitive towards people's feelings. If you are, then people will open up to you. Amen? Mm -hmm. Okay, number five. You have to have an understanding of human weakness. Or I could say human weaknesses, because most people have more than one weakness. And you have to be willing to share yours. <laughs> so you have to have an understanding of human weaknesses. And you have to be willing to share yours. We come across like we've got all the answers and we're perfect. And that doesn't make you approachable. And if we spend a lot of time quoting scripture to people, that makes us even less approachable. Jesus wasn't afraid to share his weaknesses or his concerns or his anxiety. And the best example of that is in the garden before his crucifixion. He was struggling with what he thought to be God's perfect will for his life, which was he was to die by crucifixion. And he even took some friends with him and shared his concern and the fact that his soul was heavy. So he understood human weaknesses, but he also exposed his own weaknesses. 
So that's very important. Approachable people understand that they have some weak areas and they don't need to keep up the pretense of being perfect because everybody knows you're not. Someone said, express a mean opinion of yourselves occasionally. It'll show your friends that you know how to tell the truth. <laughs> people don't find perfect people approachable. People don't share their issues with people who apparently don't have any issues. And people are not comfortable around perfect people. So approachable people are honest about their abilities, but also honest about their shortcomings or their weaknesses and are willing to share them, which again means you need to be at ease with yourself. Otherwise, you won't be comfortable sharing yourself. Approachable people are regular, everyday people who don't take life too seriously and who are able to laugh at themselves. They embrace the old Chinese proverb, which I just heard. Blessed are those who can laugh at themselves. They shall never cease to be amused. <laughs> like Jackie Chan. Yeah, that's right. Okay, number six. There's only seven. You have to have an ability to forgive easily and quickly. And then to ask for forgiveness as well. You have to have an ability to forgive easily and quickly, but also quickly ask for forgiveness. Jesus was quick to forgive. He didn't need to be forgiven because he was without sin. He only did what he saw the Father do, and he only spoke what he heard the Father say, but he forgave those who crucified him, looking down from the cross at them. When you forgive easily, and when you ask other people to forgive you, that comes across as a humble person. And a humble person is approachable. I'll say that again. When you forgive people easily and quickly, and when you wrong somebody and ask them to forgive you, that, they won't use the word, but that means you are being humble. Not false humility, real humility. You're recognizing you're a normal human being, and that makes you very approachable. When a person doesn't forgive easily, you're not a safe person, and therefore you're not approachable. When a person doesn't ask for forgiveness but rationalizes what they did wrong, that's not a safe person and that's not an approachable person. When a person goes historical every time there's an argument, if they can remember everything that you have ever done wrong from the very beginning of your existence, maybe before you were born, then they don't know how to forgive. If they bring anything up from the past, they do not know how to forgive. And if they don't forgive easily, that means they don't love easily. Because Jesus said that you experience the fullness of God's love through forgiveness. That's Luke seven forty seven. I tell you that all her sins are forgiven, and that is why she has shown such great love. Anyone who has been forgiven for only a little will show only a little love. Last one, number seven. I didn't mean for them to get more and more difficult, but apparently they are. Number seven, authenticity. 
Are you coming across, remember you have to make yourself approachable, are you coming across authentic? Barbara Walters was very insecure inside and so often she would be going in to interview somebody on a television program like the President of the United States um, or the President of China because she went with Nixon over to China, President Nixon over to China. Um, and she would get really nervous and her mentor and her friend said that she had one thing she used to say on her way into those kind of interviews. I am the way I am. I look the way I look. I am my age. That's all I got. This is the best there is. I think that's neat. That makes her very approachable, very real. And that's why people used to open up to her. Okay, so we who want to be approachable have to be who we really are. That means we don't wear masks and we don't play games. And if we don't wear masks and don't play games and we're real, then people will engage with us on a genuine level. So here's the, the, the point summarized. Don't pretend to be somebody you're not. Don't go out of your way to hide what you're thinking or feeling. If you're going to express what you're thinking and feeling, do it gently. Um, and don't have hidden agendas. Everybody know what a hidden agenda is? That's when somebody says to you, so what are you doing tomorrow? Why? That's a hidden agenda. They have something they want you to do, but they want to make sure you're free first before they tell you. So the answer to that is, why do you want to know? What is it you want me to do? Oh, See, it's a, it's a hidden agenda. And it happens all the time. I want to know what you're doing. If that's the only thing, but I've never had anybody just know, <laughs> want to know what I'm doing. They've always had this hidden agenda. I just want to know what you're doing. Oh, okay. But you never ask me. Well, when you copy Okay. So we need to be authentic. And I'm sorry, but Christians don't have a great reputation for being authentic. Um, we don't always say what we mean and mean what we say. And many times we have to, people worry about where they're going to stand with us and how we're doing that day. And So one of the reasons you and I can be authentic is because we're secure in who we are. Secure people don't feel that we always have to win. Secure people don't always have something to prove. Secure people, boy, when you're secure, you disarm everybody because it just makes you so different and so safe. And being secure in who you are means that you're approachable. So I'm gonna say the two sentences I said at the beginning. Approachable people are at ease with themselves and thus put other people at ease. And we can give no greater gift to others than putting them at ease so that they feel safe and will open up and share with us from their hearts. So the question to ask yourself is, would people say that you are easy to approach and open to talking with them? And are you easy to approach and open to talking with them without judging, criticizing, rejecting, ignoring, fixing, talking about yourself, or preaching at them. Did it hit everybody? Because when I talk to non-Christians about becoming a Christian, when I talk to non-Christians about coming to something like this, 
that's what they say. Well, why would I want to come there? All they do is judge me, criticize, reject, ignore, try to fix me when I'm not broken. Uh, they turn everything around and talk about themselves or they preach at me. So the question to ask ourselves would be, would people say that we are easy to approach and open to talking with them? And do they know it? Okay. Comments and questions? <clears throat>